the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Dennis Prager Show. I have been warning you for quite some time that children should not be taking the coronavirus vaccine. Now the CDC has come out with a statement to that effect as well. I've been vindicated in every single position I have taken from the beginning of the pandemic that the lockdowns were draconian and the greatest mistake ever. I read to you last week about epidemiologists saying it was the greatest public health mistake made in history. The inefficacy of masks. The efficacy of ivermectin, but it makes the CDC and the FDA no money. It was mind-opening to me last week when I read that Scott Gottlieb, the former head of the FDA, is on the board of directors of Pfizer. The corruption in medicine is deep, profound, and homicidal. It is murderous. People should be taking ivermectin. Doctors who do not prescribe it, you should leave. Even as one person wrote to me, their doctor of 25 years would not prescribe to them ivermectin, saying it was dangerous. Either the doctor is a political hack or an ignoramus. There are no, there's no third possibility. And uh, I advised him to say thank you, goodbye. Sure, the, the man did a great deal of good in many ways over the course of years. People who do bad things do not have a sign on them, hi, I'm evil. This is one of the problems in life. Don't you look at pictures of of mass murderers? Don't you stare at them? I do. We all do. Is there any indication that this person could be so evil? You think the eyes? I would happily show you uh, six random photos. One of them is a mass murderer. I'm now speaking to the technical director of the Dennis Prager show, Arturo Gonzalez. And uh, he, uh, I'd be very curious if you would be able to identify the, uh, which one is the murderer. I don't, I don't think I've had the, uh, <laughs> really I don't think I've had an experience of seeing a face at, at some public event, for example, and think, oh my God, this is a potential mass murderer. <laughs> anyway, I tell you that I've been right on these issues, uh, you'll either believe me or not, and I take that risk. It has nothing to do with praising myself. 
I actually don't like when others do it, and I certainly couldn't stand if I did it. I do it so that, you know, I'm a pretty credible observer of the scene of life. That's the reason. That's the reason I've t- I told you. you. You're asking if anyone's reached out to interview me. I, I am on something almost every day of the week, of the, of the work week on some podcast, some TV show, some radio show. I don't mention it on the air, uh, and maybe I should. I was on Megan Kelly. She, she had me on for over an hour uh, recently. I, mean, it, it's, I don't feel that what I say is not getting out there. I, I just feel that people are so bombarded in the other direction that it's a drop in the ocean. The ocean is the mass media. The, the ocean is the, the universities and the high schools. Loudoun County, Virginia, I really want to look into that, had a, had a, a parental revolt against the evil people who run the education system there. And I don't use that word at all lightly. They're not misguided. They're evil. They want to hurt this country and your children with lies about it. And so parents in this uh, liberal county, Loudoun County, Virginia, rebelled. You can watch it uh, unless it's been taken down, which is always possible. And they called them the police to remove the people who were protesting. And the police came and did it. Yes. So you can burn down chunks of Portland and New York and San Francisco and Chicago and not get arrested. But if you protest critical race theory in Loudoun County, you can be. So the question always arises, what can you do? You can do what those parents in Loudoun County did. You uh, fight back. And should you lose a friend because you want to protect your child's innocence and don't want them referred to in a non-binary way, which is now the fad in, in public schools and private schools, if you lose a friend over that, then what has happened, this is worthy of, of a few moments, People fear, totally understandably, losing friends. So I'd like to share with you an insight that, I, that I've come to in the course of the last year and a half, a year of, of a tsunami of insights. You really don't know people until they're tested. However... Not everyone is tested. So we are, or humans are friendly with people who would fail moral tests, but don't know it because the test has not been administered. By the way, you don't know if you'd pass the test. That's the point of a test. Some are more confident than others, perhaps. But this has been a year of the test. If, if you lose a friend 
because you say America has been, well, I'll give you a great example. If you forward my column of this week, if America is systemically racist, why do millions of blacks come here from Africa? And why didn't Jews go to Germany in the 1930s? Right? Jews didn't go to Germany in the 1930s. Always remember this parallel because it was systemically anti-Semitic. And Jews were suffering much worse in Eastern Europe and Russia than blacks are in Africa. But they still wouldn't move to Germany because they knew how terribly Jews were treated. Blacks move here from black countries, black societies, black towns, villages, cities, to a white-controlled, largely white-controlled America because they know how well they'll be treated. So if you post my column, just go to DennisPrager.com. It's all, it's all over the Internet. Just, but that might be the easiest. Just post it. Say, hey, here's something worth reading. And you lose a friend over it. They defriend you. You are removed from their Facebook page or their Twitter. They're no longer a Twitter follower. Then you have learned something very disappointing about this friend. But it is worth knowing. You can't keep quiet because you will lose friends. They're not friends. They're friends with a secret. And their secret is they're weak. They're sheep. And they have awful values. That's not necessarily micro values. You could... You have every reason to believe if you leave your children with them, they will not be molested. They will be treated fine. People are complex. That is absolutely correct. I have said for all of my life, nice people do an immense amount of damage to this world. All the nice people in Minnesota who vote for people who do not prosecute criminals who are for defunding police, thereby increasing the amount of murder. We have a president who said it was guns. Guns. We have a jerk for a president. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Talking about the fighting, John in Los Angeles, hello. 
Uh, we're having a problem. Ah, oh, you're there. Okay. Um, Dennis, I think your um, thinking is really simplistic in saying calling liberals evil. I never called the liberal evil in my life. I called the left evil. I called the left naive. The liberals naive. The left is evil. Okay. Liberals are naive. Okay. Well, why do you think liberals see Republicans as evil? Why, why do I think what? Why do you think liberals see Republicans as evil? It's a little muffled. Did you hear that, Sean? Are you speaking into the phone? Why do you think liberals see as Republicans as evil? Why do I think Republic? Why do I think liberals think Republicans are evil? For the same right. reason that at Oxford they think that Israel is evil and Hamas is not. They have a broken moral compass. No, because they set up policies that have only um, helped out rich become richer, and that's all that. The rich, the richer, the, the super rich in this country are almost all on the left. You mean wealthy? Yeah, that's what wealthy is. Wealthy, super rich. The super wealthy are almost all supporters of the left, from Bill Gates to uh, Jeff Bezos uh, to you name the person. I wish we had. I wish the wealthy were on our side. Okay. All right. Listen, I'm glad you called. So I I've been telling you about the the need to step out and the fear this is an important question i took the call because i see somebody differing with me i almost always try to go to that call the the issue that you have to grapple with is like like my friend who gave up his doctor because he the doctor thinks ivermectin is dangerous and the vaccine is not. The vaccine may not be dangerous, but we don't know. But we do know that ivermectin isn't dangerous. So his doctor turns out to be a sheep, a cowardly sheep whose commitment to medical truth is is nil. And it's a painful thing. Your doctor for 25 years this is the pain that a lot of people have gone through this last year, uh, year and a half, or, or indeed since Donald Trump was elected, is very real. The disappointment in people is very, very palpable. I feel for you. It has not happened in my life, but I to- totally feel for you. It's very unlikely that my closest friends are going to turn out to believe that America is systemically racist, the greatest lie since the blood libel against the Jews, as I have written very often. Country is, uh, uh, is the last best hope of earth, just as Abraham Lincoln put it. And the left is squashing humanity's last best hope. The people who love America's left are the horrible human beings who run the Islamic Republic of Iran, the Chinese Communist Party. They love America's left. They're doing their work, shattering this country. 
So it's a very painful thing to step out and find out what is real. However, there are so many benefits. You know, the young woman that I've been having on the show every week, Julie Hartman, this girl is going to be a senior at Harvard. She went through this. She described it on the air. It was one of the most touching, powerful interviews of my career, describing what it was like after she came on my show and, as it were, came out of the closet as a conservative. She debated whether to do it. We postponed, in fact, we postponed her coming on the show by a segment that she she called her mom for last-minute thoughts on the issue. Then said she had two weeks of hell. The attacks on her on Twitter and Facebook, etc. Most people never face attacks or public attacks at any rate. And when it first happens, it's it's severe. You're 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 not prepared. There's no way to prepare. I'm I'm inoculated. I'm vaccinated against public attacks. <laughs> Apparently, in Norway now, I'm actually complimented. In Norway, they've singled out PragerU on the left in Norway as a vehicle for Norwegian Norwegian young people to become conservative, but they say it prepares them to become neo-Nazis. Is that sick? That's sick? Neo-Nazis. Spent my life fighting the Nazis. I'm a committed Jew. The Nazis would put me uh, in, in a death camp in a, in a nanosecond. This is how sick the left is, that people like me support neo-Nazis. I mean, it's they're sick. They're sick in the, however, not sick psychologically. I can't, I don't know. They're sick morally. But if if, Nor, if the Norwegian left is citing Norwegian youth as having been influenced by us, I'm very happy. You're not prepared for the onslaught. I'm devoting this time, this hour, to encouraging you to step out. And now... As young Julie testifies, she has never been happier nor breathed better than leaving that closet. The Dennis Prager Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you about an interesting supplement that has made a big deal in my life. I had the the pins and needles feeling in my feet. I've had it for about 25 years. It got quite intense. So among the things I did is I had inserts put in, which helped because it lifted the bone from the nerve, and I threw away the inserts last year after I started taking Nerve Renew. I read about Nerve Renew on the internet, and so I tried it out, and amazingly, after about a year, it doesn't happen overnight, I got rid of the inserts I had worn for 10 years. It's minimal, the, uh, the pins and needles effect that I have. I'd like you to try it out. Go to NerveRenew.com. They offer two-week trial of their product and a one-year money-back guarantee at NerveRenew.com or your two-week trial now. I asked them to advertise. That's how effective I think the product is, NerveRenew.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Dennis Prager, a retired Los Angeles County Deputy District Attorney is on the line, Joseph Charney. 
in L.A., as in almost every big city where there is a DA on the left, uh, you have the allowing of violent criminals to be released from prison or no bail. They don't even enter prison. There is a literal assault on civilization on the part of these DAs. Joseph Charney, again, is a former L.A. County Deputy District Attorney. He has written about this. Joseph Charney. Yes, Dennis. I welcome you to my show as I greet you each Saturday at our synagogue. (laughs) Yes, I appreciate you inviting me. Thank you. you, uh, Did did you read my uh, recent Yes, I did. In in Medium? Yes, on on the haunting of... uh, by Gaston, uh, Haunted Gaston, is, is that the article we're referring to? That's one of them. You have two pieces up there, yes. Right. D.A. Um, George Gascon is haunted by his past while victims suffer is, uh, right. is uh, one of them. And county supervisors plan to release thousands of inmates from men's central jail. So here I am telling yeah. my guest what he wrote. That shows you how much he writes, which is to your credit. Anyway, well, I just, yeah, go on. I, I just want to say that um, these two issues are related. We have a perfect a storm of assaulting public safety uh, by the Board of Supervisors and, of course, by this, this elected DA. Um, one doesn't want to put people in jail, and, one, uh, and the other group wants to uh, release the people who are already in jail. And it, it's really problematic. And, and we have a DA who basically says that this, this revelation of his about his new ideas, his new ideology, started because he reevaluated what he did as a police officer decades ago. He says that he, that he realized that he was destroying communities, this is his words, and that police were oppressors, and he was part of that oppression. And that ideology has emerged from him and has been translated into basically policies that endanger the public. And, um, and, and I think what we should start with is talking about this ideology. Everything is based on notions of systemic racism and mass incarceration. You hear those terms all the time. They're never defined. And we have to look at them because they're the basis of all of this that's coming out of this guy and a lot of our politicians. One, the notion of systemic racism. Where, where does it reside? Does it reside in his office? Then he should get rid of it. Does it reside on the bench? Then the judges should be taken off. The policemen are systemically racist? No. But what is the proof of that racism? Well, the disparity of inmates who are black. That's basically what it is. That's what they claim it is. The problem is disparity doesn't mean racism. We know that because the victims are also uh, disproportionately black. And the question is, if their victims are disproportionately black, should we seek justice for them? Which goes to the issue of mass incarceration. What exactly does that mean? Do you know what that means, uh, Dennis? Yeah, it it means... It means that a lot of blacks shouldn't be in prison who are. That is what they're saying. 
Well, so that's part of the systemic racism. We that's use, correct. We use, right. And, and mass incarceration, my first introduction to that was the rounding up of Japanese Americans after Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. And they were put in camp. That's mass incarceration. Mass incarceration implies too much incarceration. Right. And that's a very interesting thing to argue because we have thousands of victims uh, victims of you know murder and rape and robbery in which we haven't found the perpetrators. Should we not find the perpetrators? Because if we do, it's going to increase mass incarceration. What is the point where there is no mass incarceration? I, I would like, are, Joseph, forgive me, I would, tell me what would happen if we put up, this is just, I, I am doing what the left wants. I am now reimagining public information. Let us say that we randomly took a thousand people in prison, specifically a thousand black inmates, and then described why they were in, and then asked the black community to vote on whether they should be released. That get your reaction to that. Joseph Chani is a former deputy district attorney. Joseph Charney is a former Los Angeles County Deputy District Attorney. He's written two powerful pieces. They're up at DennisPrager.com about what is happening in L.A. County. It is, it is, of course, similar in many other counties, many other cities, with uh, left-wing district attorneys whose task in life is to allow bad people to hurt innocent people. That is what their lives are dedicated to. And they are defended by the Los Angeles Times in L.A. or the New York Times in New York, Chicago Tribune in Chicago. We have a rotten, a, a rotten elite in this country. So, Joseph Charney, I asked you what would happen if we took a random, for those who say there's mass incarceration, let's take a random sample of a thousand black inmates in prison for violent offenses. Or, or just in prison, since that's the argument that they're in prison because they're black, not because they've done something wrong. And let's say we put them up, and I don't know, I, don't, I know neither of us can give a definitive answer. I'm imagining something. And just went to uh, people of color, as it is now called, as BIPOC, and said, would you like to release this person? What do you think would happen? Well, they have done surveys on the black community. The black community does, is not represented by the voices, ideological voices of advocates who want to get rid of jails. This community that has been assaulted by crime wants more police protection. They've always wanted more police protection. And the irony is if we didn't give them police protection, then they would have a right to say that's racist, which it would be. We would only care about rich white communities. But that's not the way it should be, and it's not the way it is. The police have to go where the crime is, so to speak, and protect people. And this ideological notion that we are abusing people because of their color just is not substantiated by the facts. When you go to the when you go to the jails, they're not filled. I mean, maybe uh, decades ago, we had people in jail for smoking marijuana. Well, you will not find those people in our jails anymore. What you find 
We don't have room for them. They are not there. Things that change. What you have is very violent individuals with long records who have preyed on the community. And this man, Gaston, has taken away the tools to protect the community. He's basically taken away enhancements, which the voters have determined to be important to protect them, such as increased sentencing for gang involvement, use of guns, um, and various other kinds of and, and, and priors, for example, where there are serious priors. He doesn't want to increase the punishment. It's basically substitute, substituting Gascon's notion of, of the way it should be for the people's uh, law, which has been, in, you know, basically uh, given by the legislature. So it's a real problem here. He doesn't really care. And, and those of us who live in communities who are not suffering from this kind of crime should project what it would be like. I read another, I read an, uh, wrote another article about two young, uh, 23-year-old black young people who were murdered uh, four years ago. They were pretty much the age of my own kids. And they were murdered by black gang members. Nobody's marching for these two. Nobody cares about them. You know, there are decent people who are being injured by Gascon's point of view. He has to be recalled because of it. So will he be recalled? Well, I think there's there's suddenly, well, there's been a tremendous outpouring of basically the feeling that I'm expressing. The signatures are being gathered. Um, people are, the victims are really upset. He doesn't even send a, de- a deputy DA to do, to basically represent uh, the family of a victim at a parole hearing, a family of someone, you know, basically to, to stop someone from being paroled, to represent the family. He's decided not to. Uh, he doesn't really care about the victims anymore. Right, that's established. So what? I don't understand, and when I say that, I mean it. It's not a statement of I disagree. I don't understand how he can how he can not be recalled. How 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 will people vote to keep him in office? Well, the only way that I'm sorry, the only way that that they will not recall him is if people don't understand what's going on here. Uh, For example, everyone could say, well, you know. We don't have murders in our community. Well, let me tell you, he's also stopped the prosecution of misdemeanors, which are, which are quote, quality of life crimes that people just disparagingly say, even though the whole criminal justice system is to protect our quality of life. So you don't arrest trespassers, drunks in public. You don't arrest people who steal from the front of your door. If it's less than, you know, you can arrest them, but he doesn't prosecute petty crimes. This man, Gascon, basically supported Prop 47, which has made it a petty theft to steal anything under $950. Well, to a minimum wage worker, $950 is not petty. Maybe to him, he makes over $300,000, but not to a minimum wage worker. So the quality of our life is being undermined by this. And we know now that there's a good possibility of, of, of him being recalled because 22 cities have, have basically said that we have no confidence in him. So I, I'm pretty optimistic that the word will get out. All right, if one final question, Joseph Charney, as we come to the end of this segment. How have former 
L.A. County DAs and deputy DAs reacted? Well, clearly, uh, Steve Cooley has made it very clear what his position is, and he is working with the recall effort. Um, I know deputy DAs. They are demoralized by this man. Are they Um, speaking out like you are? Well, I'm not in the the office. Um, Some of them are. Some of them are. Um, Well... And all right. they are speaking out. All right, let me just thank you for speaking out. All right, you're an exceptional man. I know you personally, as I made clear at the beginning. That's not why you're on. I know a lot of people personally who are not on. He's a fighter, Joseph Charney. If Gascon is not recalled, it's a bad day in American history. Okay, everybody. David in Chicago, hello. Hi. Hi. I, uh, in your first segment, you were talking about passing tests and of character and, and that and being disappointed in people. And I have to tell you, uh, I'm about your age. I'm 70. Uh, I've never been a leftist. I've been a liberal. I, I've been, I suppose, a Jerry Ford, Nelson Rockefeller, Bob Dole Republican. But... Uh, I've lost a lot of friends agreeing with you and quoting you, but I've been disappointed with you very much uh, in the last year, especially last four years. Um, bearing false witness, as it were, both in favor of and against some uh, some people, Donald Trump in particular. I know that the last time in my mind that you ever spoke the truth about Donald Trump was during the campaign, I guess, in 2015, when you called him a buffoon. Um, I don't think he's, uh, I don't see how he could possibly pass any moral tests that you would agree with. So I think you've been being either disingenuous or willfully ignorant. Uh, you poo-poo uh, people hating him for his tweets and his demeanor, but the fact is, is that uh his demeanor and his tweets show the kind of cruelty that you often say the left is guilty of and the right never is. His uh, attitudes towards people of all sorts with whom he disagrees are not just mean tweets, uh, not just demeanor, but sociopathic. Uh, I'm old enough to remember the uh, the psychiatrist went after Barry Goldwater in the 64 campaign for being off his rocker. Uh, I never thought he was off his rocker. I didn't agree with him particularly and also in the wake of the... So what what do you think of those psychiatrists? What what do you think of those psychiatrists? You You think they should have been allowed to remain practitioners, practitioners of psychiatry? Or did they debase no, their profession? I, no, no, I do. I know. I certainly think that that was that that was all right. Anyway, unethical. okay, all right, exactly. Okay, I'll answer you in a nutshell. I'm not interested in whether or not a president is personally a wonderful or not wonderful human being. I happen to think, by the way, to disappoint you further, that the character of Donald Trump is superior to that of the current president. I'll explain. <laughs> 